0: Hello, how are you? Um, this is a bit odd, this is a bit odd for me um, It's It's been quite a while since we sat down together for a new episode of the Woolwork podcast and a heck of a lot has been going on since that last episode way back in December um, Things that seem almost trivial now in light of Global events uh, We moved flat um, Which seems a very, very, very long time ago now Although it's not really that long ago um, That was not something that we wanted to do But we had to move And so we did And our new flat uh, It's just It's not that great it's a few horrors Which have led us to decide that we Will move again When we can I'm not going to go into that just now It's not ideal But it's fine We're safe Uh, We're (laughs) happy-ish We've got a roof over our heads And so that's all that matters And we're well But yeah, slightly more pressingly The world Seems a very different place Since the last time my um, podcast And I had intended to continue With the pod break Until Such time as we moved Again and felt Felt settled um, But Just with what's going on in the world right now I thought it would be good to just sit down And just Say hello um, I mean Covid-19 is sweeping about It's turning life as we know it, upside down. Lots of us are working from home, uh, I, uh, or who've never worked from home before, or um, are working from home, trying to offer things like frontline services, like part of my job is. It's just really bizarre to be adjusting to, to working from home. Um, some of us, you know, don't even have that privilege. Some of us don't know what's happening with our jobs. Um, Childcare, schools, family and friends, health, people are unwell. Potentially, could become unwell. People are social di- socially distancing, self-isolating, shielding. It's it it's quite frankly horrific what's going on. And um, I just I I don't have anything <laughs> uh, particularly cheerful to say about it, other than. I I wanted to try and and record something and I don't know if I've quite got a a quote marks normal episode in me, whatever normal is, but I think we could just try and distract ourselves with wool for a little while Um, I want to really, just this episode, look at Hebridean wool exploration because it's been something that I've been meaning to to do for a while and I'm really appreciative to everyone who's participated with Wool Exploration Uh, back last year I said that we were having fewer Wool Exploration breeds this year and uh, current Louise is very grateful to Louise of the past for making that decision you know it's been useful uh, that I set that goal so the breeds that we're looking at this year are Hebridean Zvatblas Shropshire and Whiteface Woodland and there is threads for each of these um, breed groups over in the Woolwork Ravelry group and um, yeah I really want to to get to that uh, because I participated with this um, with some gusto, three different kinds of Hebridean wool, it's one that I've wanted to bring to the Wool Exploration Fold for quite some time as you know I'm very fond of a primitive breed Uh, so grab a whip grab a drink and let's get cracking I have to start with a caveat that uh, I haven't unpacked my books see aforementioned issue with uh, current flat we're not unpacking anything that isn't Essential, and you would be quite right in saying that the Fleece and Fibre Sourcebook and our usual reading for wool exploration could be seen as essential, but nevertheless, it's still packed in boxes. Uh, but our woolly mucker Mazi um, has done us a solid and has sent me the information from the page um, from the Fleece and Fibre Sourcebook for Hebrideans. So, thank you very much, Mazi, for that. I also want to point you to reading and listening uh, from the Woolwork slash Knit British Archives for uh, much more dimension to Hebridean in terms of the history and uh, different yarn sellers. Um, So I'll put the links... ...for all of these in the show notes. And a quick shout out to Sue... ...who recently sent me a message to thank me... ...for the um, the show notes... ...and the extent of the show notes. Thank you very much um, for that. Um, wherever you are listening to this podcast... ...whether it's on iTunes... ...or Spotify... ...or your laptop... ...or any of your pod... Listen- ...listening um, apps... There is a link in the show notes on that um, which will lead you to the website where you will find all of the notes, photographs and links to things that I've discussed. So um, over there, um, if you click on that link, you'll find the show notes for this episode and in there I'll pop the links for these following blog posts. So you can read my interview with... Stephen and Rachel Varwell who own Croft29 a small family business creating wool yarn from their Hebridean flocks on Skye you can also read my interview with Rachel Atkinson uh, which was just ahead of her launching Daughter of a Shepherd back in 2016 and the whole reasons as to why it was important for her to create a a beautiful knitting yarn from a product that um, her father got very little recompense for when it went to market and it's a fantastic um, example of how we see the value um, that there is in a beautiful breed specific yarn when perhaps there has not been that kind of prestige or value placed on the fleece Um, So there's two parts to that blog, Wool Journey, Daughter of a Shepherd And you can also listen to my podcast from the North Atlantic Sheep and Wool Conference in 2018 uh, in Uist And there you can hear me give a rundown of the talks Many of which focused on the Hebridean sheep and the primitive breed group to which they belong Uh, Of course, as we've mentioned before in wool exploration with uh, breeds from this group, the characteristics of the sheep is that they are small in stature. They have short triangular uh, tails, fluke-shaped tails. Uh, they are often double coated and they are a sheep that is agile and hardy that can live in some of the most unforgiving, harsh climates. Um, So therefore these sheep have been evolved to be tough uh, and uh, quite often they are living on the periphery um, or the rockiest outcrops of their environment. Uh, there's a really great website which is hebrideansheep.co.uk which is the breed society and there's lots of really great information about the breed there including uh, the breed description um, which I always like to go into a little bit because I always think it's really interesting to show what breeders um, are interested in so uh, I will read to you from the Hebridean sheep Org. UK. The Hebridean is a breed of small black sheep from Scotland similar to other members of the North European short-tailed group such as Shetland and North Ronaldsay breeds. The short-tail characteristic means that uh, tails are not docked, they are naturally short. Hebridean sheep can be multi-horned with yows and rams having two, four or even more horns Uh, and sometimes yows are occasionally polled i.e. they don't have any horns Hebridean sheep are relatively small, fine-boned and are particularly attractive sheep Fully grown yows weigh around 40 kilograms with rams being proportionately larger Uh, More Hebrideans can be kept per hectare than a larger breed and being lightweight they do minimal damage to pasture even in wet conditions. Uh, And in addition, their hard black hooves are less susceptible to foot problems. The sheep have black wool, which sometimes fades to brown at the tips in the sun and often becomes grey with age. Uh, The fleece is actually a double coat, soft insulating undercoat with a coarser rain-shedding top layer. And Hebrideans can shed rain from its coat with a swift shake The water repellent quality carries um, over into finished woolen products and if my swatches are anything to go by that's really true Hebrideans are hardy and able to thrive on rough grazing and are often used as conservation grazing animals to maintain natural grassland on heathland habitats They are particularly effective at scrub control having a strong preference for browsing Although a primitive breed with the liveliness that this implies, Hebrideans are easy to manage, they are biddable, and soon learn to follow a bucket. They can be worked by sheepdogs. In fact, uh, many sheepdog trainers use Hebrideans for training their dogs the meat part one of my favorite parts uh the meat is dark succulent rich in flavor and carries a minimum of fat it has been reported that the muscle tissue and fats of the hebridean have significantly less cholesterol other uh, than other well-known breeds primitive breeds are slow to mature Uh, lambs will not be ready before late autumn and commonly finished as old season lamb or hogget in their second year extending the sale season when meat will be even tastier, but still not fatty. Today, when low-intensity, low-input farming provides the only viable option for many of our harsher regions, the Hebridean ewe is once again finding a role in modern agriculture and for environmental land management. Because Hebrideans have not been modified by artificial selection, they, they remain a small, economically efficient breeding yow with a surprising ability to produce uh, quality crossbred lambs and trials have shown Hebridean flocks produce greater profit per hectare than mainstream commercial yows. I always like looking on the breed society um website because you really do get much more of uh an overview of um the sheep and the breed, and I think it's um as I've said before really important to talk about um farming and meat. Uh, that's hebrideansheep.org.uk and you can find much more information uh, by visiting that webpage. They've got some uh, really interesting stuff on there. And then, of course, the wool. Of course, this is something we're interested in. So, according to the Fleece and Fibre sourcebook, the Hebridean is a breed that is exceptionally variable and, and has a dense wool that can stand up to weather and wear. Uh, fleece weight can be 1.6 to 2.5 kilograms ram's fleeces may be larger the staple length is generally from two to six inches long the lock characteristics are that the locks are lustrous triangular uh, may contain hair or kemp especially uh, in fleece from the hind quarters the fi- fiber the fiber the fiber diameter is 29 to 38 microns Of course, the colour is black, possibly sun bleached or turning grey with age, sometimes a very dark brown. Fibre preparation and spinning tips. Preparation and spinning depends on fibre length and whether the fleece is double coated or not, or whether you want to separate qualities of the fibre or spin them together. Uh, Depending on individual fleece characteristics, the spinning may be a little challenging. Knitting, crochet and weaving uses uh, Use Hebridean wherever you want Lush, dark colour and lots of durability They say Uh, But obviously I will hand over to our wool explorers To look at that in a little more depth We had a nice selection of Hebridean reviewers Um, We had A fat piece of wool Carol uh, A crafty scientist Isabel Myrtle28 Claire uh, Willie Ellie, Elena WF Cornwell, Wesley we've got Nora who is Silver Spring Knit and we've got me. I would say that the most popular weight of a Hebridean uh, for this e- uh, exploration is double knit with an iron, a four ply and a lace uh, thrown in for good measure the brands used were West Highland Wool, Gam Farm Rare Breeds Crow Farm Fibre from Witchwood Spinner Daughter of a Shepherd And Natural Yarn The preparation mostly is wool and spun Although there are a couple of worsted spuns in there as well And two spinners um, Myself and Wooly Ellie So, uh, a fat piece of wool Carol, uh, she was using Hebridean wool from West Highland Wool and with the hand squish squish grab she said it was soft but firm. Slight crispness when squeezed in my hand smells uh, of sheep but not overly so pleasant to touch and smell feels a little bit prickly when pressing against my face and neck. Uh, A crafty scientist uh, was using a Hebridean spun from Gam Farm rare breeds. And she says there is a softness to the skin, but there is also some prickle. It contains spinning oil, and it does not smell or feel particularly lanolin I love the color, deep chocolate brown with grey white strands. Uh, uses outerwear, uh, not in direct contact with the skin, possibly hats. And myrtle twenty eight was using a Hebridean woolen spun from Crocold Farm in North Yorkshire, they say about 75 miles from me. That's that's awesome. And she says hand squish grab plump firm squish. Warm, pleasant, sheepy smell, she says my dogs love the smell. A good colour of dark rose coffee with a few silver hairs mixed in. Warm in the hand when knitting, thinking it could make a good top layer sweater or cardi. Uh, Willie Ellie uh, hand spun some four ply fleece that she bought from Witchwood Spinner on Etsy, and she says the epitome of rustic without being coarse at all. Teensy bit of scritch at the necks. At the neck, the fiber diameter seemed quite low. Homewares or a proper woolly jumper would be lovely. Wesley. Uh, Who was knitting with Daughter of a Shepherd Laceweight, which is a woolen spun He said A fairly crunchy yarn that rebounds Quickly The colour is a rich, almost Black-brown with luminous Streaks of silver I'd actually bought this with a project in mind So I'm using Wool Exploration As an opportunity to swatch for that project And Wesley's swatch was beautiful It made me gasp when I saw it in the Um in the group on Ravelry and I'll put pictures up uh, in the show notes as well Silver Spring knit Nora Nora was knitting with Daughter of a Shepherd um, which is a original Daughter of a Shepherd um, skein before, uh, before it was mixed with Swarple um, and Nora says two precious skeins of the original Daughter of a Shepherd in the hand this is a dark chocolate brown that feels soft, crisp and warm Some fuzz, it wound up easily, and the ball has substance. She says, sorry, no cake. I have to say, I am a fan of a hand-wound ball as opposed to a cake. There's something delicious about hand-winding a ball of yarn and then having that shape that you made. I don't know, I kind of like it. I love how a cake looks too, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, one of the uh, yarns that I swatched with was Natural Yarn, and uh, Jean from Natural Yarn gets her Hebridean from Wimpole Hall Estate in Cambridgeshire, and this is a double knit woolen spun. Uh, I thought the hand squish grab was plumptious and squashy to me it looked like a a, a traditional round spun plied yarn which is my favourite kind Um, I imagine this would be a great workhorse yarn the colour is approximately 70% cocoa solids dark chocolate with a peppering of silver short hairs which sounded delicious when I wrote it down but nobody's going to want to eat 70% 70% chocolate with silver hairs in it <laughs> um, The other uh, Hebridean that I Swatched with was Was hand spun uh, That I spun myself from carded Bats and the fibre Came from Shankend Farm in the Borders Now this is special to me As this two plied Yarn is from one sheep In the Borders that I sponsored Two years ago um, I, Sorry I sponsored for two years quite a few years ago um, in exchange for the sponsorship I got um, the sheep's fleece the sheep was called the bairn which any anybody who reads the broons um, the bairn is the youngest child and I got her fleece when it was her first clip and I also got the second clip so I spun each year singly and then plied them together. Um, so it's a dark yarn, at least at least 80% cocoa solids, and when you look closely you can see the fudgy nature of the caramel tones of the shearling ply and the one or two slightly lighter hairs in amongst the second clip. It's a lovely homely spun ply. It's one of the first that I did in the wheel Um, it's softer than a soft thing and this was the first time that I was knitting I've knitted with it and finally um, the third swatch that I did was Daughter of a Shepherd uh, of the original batch Uh, like Nora uh, this is very precious first batch Hebridean from Daughter of a Shepherd it's worsted spun so in the Skein, it's lustrous and silky looking. It's slinkier in appearance, in appearance to my woolen spun and hand spun. And feeling along the length of the yarn, it feels as soft to the touch as the other woolen spun yarns do. So observances whilst swatching a fat piece of wool with their um, West Highland hebridean double knit this yarn feels like a dk weight it is light and gentle in my hands it's a firm tight ply solid even stitches it knits smoothly no splitting it's a dark rich brown color but not solid and there are subtle flecks of lighter brown gray color throughout Initially, I tried lace and cables in the swatch, but ripped back as I didn't like it. The yarn felt too solid and dense and thick for a lace pattern, and the cables didn't look defined enough. However, the right design I think um in the right design, I think lace and cables would look good impressively, it undid easily the stitches stood proud with no crimping there were however, lots of little fibres flying around. Uh, Isabel, a crafty scientist uh, with her Gam Farm Rare Breeds she said, again there is a softness whilst um, knitting with it Uh, she was knitting um, a swatch just 30 stitches cast on stockinette garter border and she said, I think the whiter fibres are guard hairs as they are definitely prickly Uh, Myrtle28 with the croquered Hebridean Yorkshire um, Which is an iron weight uh, They were swatching um, Stocking stitch 48 stitches, 5mm needles uh, Warm in the hand When knitting and comfortable to knit with Good stitch definition I also tried swatch Of cable and lace The cable had good definition The lace less so No noticeable halo Wore the swatch before washing uh, tucked under bra for an hour and a half. It prickled when I moved, but nothing when I sat still. Well, let's we'll find out more about your wear and wash um, in the next section. Willie Ellie with their handspun, which would um, handspun hebridean from Witchwood spinner on Etsy. Uh, they, uh, Ellie, is knitting Tinka Knits Vivid on 3.5mm needles. And Wooly Ellie said, poofy, springy feel down to the woolen prep and spinning. Matte appearance, the sprinkling of white hairs amongst the almost black is charming. Gently hairy throughout the fingers, pattern pretty well defined despite that. Uh, Wesley with his daughter of a shepherd lace weight he said um, he observed that it felt quite hairy between his fingers not exactly unpleasant but it did take some getting used to it's also a fairly sticky yarn so tinking back is a challenge Uh, Nora silver spring knit with her daughter of a shepherd uh, she was knitting garter and stockinette in her swatch. She said, "In my book, this is a quote rustic yarn in the best sense of the word." I felt connected to the sheep whilst winding it. It had a nice halo and good stitch definition. Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? I I feel a uh, um I've said about this before, and with particular reference to the yarns from Daughter of a Shepherd, there's almost a vibration when you hold that yarn and when you're knitting with it I feel a vibration at my very core which just I think speaks to that, that connection between me as a knitter and the wool and where it's come from and what that means and um, yeah it's it's. I would agree um, that it's a nice knitting experience and when I knitted with the daughter of a shepherd um, it was not my first experience of knitting with it um, like the other that I used but um, it's like I I wrote that it was like meeting an old friend I still um, felt that connection too. Um, the worsted spun Hebridean is quite a unique preparation and I think it makes a really unique yarn it's smoother to knit with and it's a light in terms of weight for a double knit it seemed nimbler to knit than the other double knits that I knitted with for this wool exploration. Um, It's the darkest of my swatches And there are some lovely long silvery hairs in there Which makes a lovely texture As well as a lovely look And probably adds to that feeling um, That sort of vibration Uh, The Wimpole Hall Natural Yarn Hebridean that I used Very nice to knit with A good standard yarn gauge for me the garter is poppin. Of course, I'm knitting polygons um, from Tinken Knits, and when I, uh, I think I thought I wrote that when it's washed, I think it will be a proud pop. Uh, to me, it feels dry to the hand. There's no, there was no lanolin, but a very pleasant aroma and a quick knit. Uh, my hand spun, Hebridean. Uh, I said Apart from my ply being too loose in places And me piercing through the ply This was a dreamy knit for me Lanolin-y I felt connected in my knitting in the same way I felt connected in my spinning Oh my goodness, all these connections Wow Um, Connections, connections Uh, The fabric is not as proud and popping As my other swatch uh, Given the uneven ply But it's characterful, cheerful and soft Is what I wrote Uh, So what about wash, block and wear? Uh, A fat piece of wool, Carol, with the West Highland wool. She soaked hers in stergene wool wash for one hour using tepid water. The excess moisture was squeezed out. It was rolled in a towel and dried flat in the airing cupboard. The swatch looked and felt the same. I wore it under my bra strap and in the middle of my back on a freezing cold day whilst visiting uh, some gardens. I kept my back; it kept my back warm. There was no prickly or uncomfortable sensations. Until on our way home, three hours later, I left it in place at home, and then swapped position to my hip. I wasn't aware of it. Uh, I wore it to bed on my tummy Underneath my PJs and didn't feel a thing And it was quite comfortable My goodness, I love it when you guys wear it to bed <laughs> Not in any any uh, Strange way But just love that you go that Extra mile in your wear tests. Thank you very much Carol, I love it um, Crafty scientist uh, With their uh, Gam farm Rare breeds Isabel said swatch softened and fibers loosened, feels fuller um, because the spinning oil has been washed away. Swatch still feels a little bit prickly. I can feel it after wearing it on the inside of my waistband, especially on the pearl side of the swatch. Switched around during the day, but I did forget about it towards the end of the day. And Myrtle 28. Uh, with that, uh, Aaron spun from Crooked Farm. Am I saying that right? I hope I am. Washed by hand in woolite using hand hot water, rinsed twice, moisture removed by towel, blocked on a board. When I first sprayed water on the swatch, the water stayed on the top. The swatch, uh, top of the swatch, in droplets. So I think it would be slightly water repellent. Swatch was softer after wash but maintained its shape well. The time worn at the back of my neck for three hours Completely forgot it was there until I took my jumper off Thank you very much Myrtle28 Wooly Ellie soaked her hand spun swash Swash? Swash? Swatch In Ysalan, in initially hot water for a few hours Spread it out in a towel to air dry Wore it for a day at the hip and then in the bra. Definite rush of cold as I removed it Couldn't feel it at all Just nice and cosy It took prolonged rubbing between the knuckles To sum up up a couple of pills uh, Which was unexpected Good Wesley with his uh, lace weight From Daughter of a Shepherd He soaked it in hand hot water with In Yuceland for several hours Then blocked aggressively Um, The Um I should say that the the pattern that he was swatching Was for the Unce Lace Stole From the Heirloom Knits book Um, He said The yarn has softened and become lighter and airier With a halo that fills in the space between the stitches beautifully Wore it for a day, pinned inside my shirt And although there was warmth and a slight woolly tickle It didn't bother me The swatch has shrunk from the block dimensions And the pattern is noticeably less crisp Nora with her uh, Daughter of a Shepherd Batch 1 She said she soaked it for 30 minutes in cold water And soaked and pinned it It softened a bit and it's held It's stitch definition It is 9cm by uh, 5.5cm So a half a centimetre Decrease in the Original height She wore it in her bra She says note I was wearing another swatch California red on the other side doubling up, love it Nora love it uh, they may go into a project together she says uh, I really didn't notice uh, it was there and it was on a cold day my Wimpole haul slash natural yarn Hebridean um, I washed all my swatches together actually and uh, they all floated on top they were extremely water resistant I thought it would be interesting to see if one of the Uh, different wools would sink before the rest but they were all floating it was really interesting Um, and I left it for several hours and they were still mainly all floating um, so I gave them a plunge they'd sort of sunk a little bit below the surface but were still weren't weren't submerged Um, so I gave them a plunge, I left them for another few hours I blocked them on a mat with blocking pins and I blocked my polygons to around 7 inches at the longest point there was a little bit of spring back with the natural yarn Wimpole haul polygon once it had dried. I leave my swatches unpinned for a few hours after they've dried just to see if there's any spring back. Um, I wore this one on my shoulder and I did not feel it at all. I wore it while I was, quote, working from home. Or as I saw the other day on uh, Instagram, I'm home during a crisis Trying to work, <laughs> um, and I didn't notice it at all uh, whilst I was doing that. And um, it almost became like a second skin. And actually, uh, I laughed because um, when I was getting undressed for bed, it's because it was quite. It's it's quite a a plumpy um, swatch um, this one, and um, you know I realised when I took my clothes off that it was quite a bulk, <laughs> but I hadn't noticed it at all. Other than that, my hand spun. Um, from my very special sponsored sheep again, washed it in the same way um, with, it was Shetland Soap Company wool wash it was from this swatch that a lovely light um, sort of IPA colour leaked from the swatch which shows how much lanolin was in that swatch it was funny, it was like a little, little trail um I pinned it out 7 inches and when it was dry I left it unpinned for a few hours. It didn't spring back as much as the natural yarn one. I wore it uh, at my other shoulder for a day and again I forgot it was there. Comparing the feel against my natural yarn swatch, um, I sort of pressed each polygon against my upper lip and the natural yarn Wimpole Hall one felt like a kiss from the lovely fella when he has a light stubble, and this one, the shank end um, hand spun from the bairn was a lot less pricklesome my daughter of a shepherd I, again same, same wash as the others this one felt like it could be pinned out more than the 7 inches but I didn't, I think that's possibly the worsted nature Uh, Perhaps I have to say that of all of the Hebridean polygons I felt this one the entire time that I wore it Now I would never say that I thought this was a prickly yarn I have a hap cowl um, which uses this as the main yarn And I can't say that I feel it at all But when compared to my other two swatches This polygon in the same place at the shoulder and neck under my brass strap Gave me its presence all day long It was not unpleasant at all But it was just telling me I'm here, I'm still here I'm still here and Feel me, I'm here Uh, Second wash, block and wear A fat piece of wool with their uh, West Highland Hebridean Uh, Two days later, they popped their swatch in a lingerie bag and in the washing machine and washed it with a dark load at 40 degrees for an hour, a 1500 RPM spin using fairy washing powder. It didn't look much different, just a few creases visible. I dried it flat in the airing cupboard. Um, It felt a bit stiffer. But there was still softness in the fabric I wore it to work on my back as before It was quite comfortable and I was unaware of it until the end of the day when it started to tickle and irritate my skin with a prickly sensation. It wasn't unbearable though and I wore it home, had my tea and only removed it when I went for a shower So that's another um, little pointer towards this being a a breed of wool that doesn't maybe felt readily because you would had it in a 40 degree Wash, Um, that's really really interesting Thank you for that Carol Isabel, a crafty scientist Swatch didn't soften a lot After the second wash But feels softer after the second wear Swatch is a bit prickly But when worn against the hip I mostly forgot it was there Myrtle 28 With their crockled farm They're very local to them Uh, Hebridean wool in Yorkshire a second wash in the machine on a quick cycle using Woolite, washed it on uh, forty degrees with a four hundred um, spin, and then line dried on the one dry day. <laughs> Swatch maintained size and shape with no obvious felting. Worn across the small of my back and tucked into my PJs overnight. Forgot all about it. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. Another PJ. Wearing wool warrior love it. Woolly Ellie with their hand spun four ply. Ellie says, "Watch a new salon again. Worn on the hip for a day, not noticeably softer, but slight halo has developed, and it seems a more squishy fabric." Wesley with his lace weight, Daughter of a Shepherd, he says he soaked it again in hot water in New Zealand for a few hours. There wasn't a huge difference, but the halo around the yarn has expanded, um, filling in the yarn overs. It doesn't obscure the lace, but it does give the swatch a certain worn in quality. I pinned the swatch into my neckline of my shirt, and although it still feels woolly, that isn't a sensation that I'm bothered by. Thank you, Wesley. Uh, Nora, silver spring knit uh, With her daughter of a shepherd uh, Four hours in cold water and soak No pins Width the same Height now six centimetres again uh, There may have been some user measurement error here <laughs> No real changes otherwise Wore all day under bra With another swatch And uh, on an unseasonally warm day And was much more aware of it Thank you for your service to wool wearing on warm days uh, my experience with the Daughter of a Shepherd on the second wash, block and wear. Um, I washed it again, all the swatches together. Left it to dry, unpinned this time. And I would say that the swatch is a little more fulsome. But again, being worsted spun, it is definitely the slinkier of my all my Hebridean polygons. Um, however, I do like that when you block it with pins it can really go places and I think that uh, lace would be incredible in this and I feel uh, I felt the swatch a lot less this time but I still knew it was there with my Wimpole haul slash natural yarn Hebridean again, washed it with all the swatches smoothed out to dry with no pins this time the swatch is just over 6 inches at the widest point uh, the structured garter stitches look like ploughed fields. Uh, no discernible lift in a halo. Wore at the hip. And again, no untoward sensation. With my hand spun, the second wash was with the same soap, with the same swatches. Left to dry, uh, without pins. Finished size again, about six inches. Uh, I can now notice smaller fibres over the surface. But there's no lift or pill worn at the hip while sitting at my desk quotes working from home and no feel or sensation so and did anyone do an optional third wash let's see yes fat peaceful Carol a few days later the swatch was placed uh, in a lingerie bag and washed with towels at 60 degrees for an hour with 1500 RPM using biological washing and soda crystals I laid it flat and dried it in the airing cupboard. The stitches were tighter and less defined, but there was no felting and felt fairly soft and pliable in my hands considering the battering it had just received. Wore it on the back again, but only for a short spell as I could feel it too prickly this time and I was glad to remove it. That is so interesting that you upped the temperature and I can imagine that that those... Smaller fibres would have been protruding more Because those will be the fibres that are probably 30 microns or more From the outer coat of the Hebridean fleece So anything that's over 30 microns or more Doesn't bend against the skin as much And I've noticed that with my some of my swatches that I've washed at higher temperatures That um, they can sort of protrude more um, from the surface of the swatch So whereas it doesn't feel felted um, It definitely feels More of a pricklier sensation Because of that Thank you so much for that extra uh, Test Nora also did a third wash, block and wear Washing machine, cold water Delicate cycle She says we don't have the wool setting It softened a lot and shrunk slightly uh, it still has good Stitch definition Wore it again with the other swatch and did not notice it at all, and that was a much colder day um I didn't do a third wash block and wear on any of mine um so I asked um for post test thoughts, and Carol fat piece of wool said unbelievably after all of her washing um her swatch was still nine point five by eight point five. Inches She says This wool shows itself to be incredibly hard wearing It's retained its shape and size Despite a tough testing It would make amazing outer garments Like jumpers and cardigans As well as smaller items like hats and mittens I wouldn't want to make an item That would be next to my skin As it would irritate after a while I definitely would use this bead again It would suit garter stocking and moss stitch patterns It would make cosy warm garments In a delicious chocolatey colour And she says I'm intrigued as to why I was able to wear this swatch For so many hours Without an unpleasant sensation Before being aware of it And it felt irritating against my skin Again, maybe that whole thing Of washing in the machine And the coarser fibres becoming more prominent Again, that's why I love That we can do two or more wash blocking wears and it's one of my favourite things that we do these tests to see how how it changes and how our, our, our wear changes a Crafty scientist Isabel I do like the yarn but I wanted to love it I adore the colour and there are some underlying softness but the prickle is too much to wear close to the skin um, it would be really good for a colour work jumper or cardigan or colour work hat perhaps or the border of a shawl or hat. just not the bit that rubs against the skin she does say, I'd like to try the suppliers to see if this is a flock-specific issue. And I do want to try the hebridean blends, such as the Yorkshire Wildlife Trust with alpaca and Daughter of a Shepherd with Zwartbliss, um, which she has in her stash. So maybe you can report back in the group on Ravelry and let us know how you get on with those. Myrtle28, uh, Claire, thank you for participating. She says, lovely to work with. After all the washing it was comfortable to wear We'd probably keep to a cardi or a sweater Or another layer It would be really good as a warm layer to put on when out I recently bought Renee Callahan's Joy Cardi And the gauge is very close for me So I may well make this in Hebridean Oh, I can't wait to see that If you do that, please come back and tell us about it uh, She says I think it would make excellent welly socks Due to their warmth I intend to buy this yarn for a project that's wonderful uh, Just to remind you Claire was using Crokeld uh, Farm uh, Aran Which is a Hebridean that's very close to her 75 miles from where she lives in Yorkshire Willie Ellie said This would be wonderful as a contrast to another Natural coloured yarn in a colourwork cushion A guarantee or an Aran jumper Would be amazing Though the dark colour might obscure the pattern A little Uh, she says spinning notes nice prep, very open, airy and jumbled few rustic elements a little bit of vegetable matter and tog uh, which is the outer coat hairs and she says and teeny lugs I expected a lap full of bits but there was very little pretty soft, sturdy once spun, not hairy and not too coarse fairly consistent fibre thickness barring the tog an enjoyable spin thank you for adding your spin notes Woolly Ellie Uh, Wesley said I'm definitely still excited to use this yarn for a project I had in mind Um, more broadly I could see using Hebridean yarn for warm, hard wearing, long lasting pieces, a sweater over a t-shirt, thick socks for skiing etc etc. Oh my god all you guys, you're all making me long for autumn and to hunker down because Hebridean wool sounds like a hunkering down Mind you, we are kind of hunkering down now as a world, aren't we? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it does sound like a very cosy garments, comfort garments kind of yarn, doesn't it? Uh, Nora said uh, Of the daughter of a shepherd This is luscious wooly wool What can I say It will make great hats, mittens, scarf, shawl For me a sweater would be nice But I'd need something under it Particularly if there's a chance of a warmer sweater day It will most likely get Combined with my local to me Californian red Which is an oatmeal colour To be a sweater Um, Lovely well me, I originally thought my Natural yarn, Wimple Hole Wimple Hole Wimple, dear, Wimple Hall Would be a great workhorse yarn I really loved the look of the fabric I think it would be great for all items I would ask anyone who hasn't tried Hebridine before or who worries About the prickle to go For this yarn because it's a r- Lovely round Woolen spun yarn um, uh, Quite airy um, of my own handspun I really want to make a cardigan from my handspun Hebridean I've loved testing it out I had thought about making the Flume cardigan by Justina Lodokowska which is a beautiful cardigan with fisherman's rib and I'm actually making one um, out of Jacob not for me uh, but for somebody else and um, whilst I love it and I love the look of it the one by one fisherman's rib is a killer yo Oh my god It's it's very um, it's a, One by one fisherman's rib is a very grounding knit But I can't do too much of it Because I, I just don't feel like I make much progress with it So maybe that's not the one The pattern that I'll use for my hand spun Hebridean But whatever I do choose I'll come back and tell you about I I am um, I'm i I'm fond of primitive breed yarn, as you know. I love Shetland wool and I um adore Hebridean and the more Hebridean that I encounter the more I love it. Um there is a Hebridean yarn that's in my stash that I haven't had a chance to swatch with, um, which is Berlin yarns and um I bought some of the Pete Brown which is 100% Hebridean um, from Embry Yarn Festival a couple of years ago and I bought more when I went to Uist um, for the uh, Sheep and Wool conference and um, it's beautiful as well and I concur about it being a really lovely yarn for garments and I'm looking forward to um, exploring more with Hebridean and thank you To everyone who participated uh, Carol, Isabel, Claire, Eleanor, Wesley uh, Nora And um, everyone who Said hello and um, Made a comment in the Ravelry group and everybody On social media who's um, uh, Had something Nice to say about Hebridean As we go through wool exploration And looking at all these different breeds uh, It's really nice to, To look more closely at breeds of which we've maybe tried before or we know we've got in our stash but we just haven't gone through that process of giving it a real road test and it's really interesting every single time we go through that process so Jeremy is here now as well so just in case you wonder what the noise is, it's the Jeremy G Yeah a good kettle. Yeah a good girl, eh? So really I don't have anything else to talk about this episode. I um was a little bit trepidatious about getting back in front of the mic um for various reasons and um I'm glad to have done it and I'm glad it was Wheel Exploration and I'm glad to have had these Wheel Explorers and yourselves along for the ride. <sighs> I just hope that you're all doing well and if you're not well, that you're being looked after sending out all good wishes to you I don't know when the next episode will be I'm still online I'm on Instagram as underscore woolwork on Instagram I'm doing a little I'm calling it a wee wooly buffer Um, and we're doing little we've got photo prompts um, for every day, Monday to Friday and the prompts were suggested by people who follow me on Instagram and I think we've got about enough for about six weeks and um, it has a small but loyal following of people who are, are doing it and basically it's just an opportunity to find something in your stash that's representative of the prompt and take a picture of it and tell us about it and so I'm using the hashtag Wool Stash Stories. It doesn't have to be wool It can be any fibre content Anything that fits Essentially this is, as I say A little wooly buffer uh, for To pose a distraction From what's going on And um, This is the third week that we've done it And there's at least another couple of weeks Worth of prompts And I've done it Monday to Friday Because so many of us are working from home And our weeks Work weeks are generally Looking a lot different now And um, Yeah As I say It's a good distraction To To um, Play with Wool So that's Wool Stash Stories Over on Instagram And um, Thank you very much For um, Everyone who's reached out Since the podcast Has been on a break And everyone who's reached out Since um, Coronavirus And um, You know I really really do Appreciate you getting in touch And I appreciate um, Your enthusiasm For the podcast Um I am more than aware that I have not yet drawn the prizes yet for the Tin Can knits along. I'm just hesitant to go into a post office. I could draw them, but I don't want to draw them and then have people anticipate that they're getting a, a prize at some point and not know when. So if you don't mind, I'm going to keep that going for a little bit longer. Um, but I have not forgotten about it, I promise. I've not forgotten about it. This was a bit of a <laughs> an odd... Mixture of an episode Um, But thank you very much for bearing with me If you did, Jeremy and I Are going to go off now Well I'm going to do a bit of knitting Jeremy's probably going to find somewhere to lie down (laughs) But we will be back at some point In the very near future Um, Until then Dear listeners, take Very good care Bye for now